Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. time again it is tuesday it is patrick o'dowd it is david ongar bringing you some hockey talk that's right hockey talk here on the chair shot radio network part of the chairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head the chairshot.com always use your head that's right and this week's edition of hockey talk is playoff hockey talk kids the field is set the first games are in the books by the time this drops as the playoffs start on monday and dave and i are here recording on a saturday and just it's it's the exciting time for hockey dave right like this is this is when you got your 16 teams anything can happen and we're going to take a look at all those. We're going to take a look at uh, every single playoff matchup. We're going to talk at least on some level about them. I got Vegas. I got I got Vegas odds in front of me. DraftKings. Uh, since the last time we did a show where where I tried to look at betting odds, gambling sports betting has now become legal in Massachusetts. So I can bring up odds now, Dave, and I can look at them and I can see what the quote unquote experts think about these playoff series uh how, how how's that going in california yet you do that <laughs> you, yet you already know they shot that down so yeah that did not that I, I did not pass out here I, I don't get it. it's the um it's the the uh indian casinos they they really lobbied hard against it you know that sort of thing i so i don't know i mean i i think california is just it's a weird state it's like we're right next door to vegas it should be everything should be legal here it is the literally the wild west but 
it did not get the traction that uh, I think a lot of people thought it would. So, but if it's legal in Massachusetts, you can make bets now, right? I could, and believe me, my phone is blowing up with ads every time I open it. Like anytime you run an internet video, like say I jump onto YouTube, I will get a DraftKings or a WinBet ad. I have seen Kevin Hart's face more times than I ever cared to because of this stupid, stupid, you know, customer grab that's happening now from gambling websites. And it's working. Like, there's a guy on my bowling team who he can't, like, he's in and he's all in. And he does, he is, the, he's like their perfect customer too because he does the stupid prop bet stuff that they put out there that they want you to take that 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 keeps you hooked in because it sounds like a good deal and then you still lose like he's a he loves his parlays i'm like dude you're doing everything that they tell you not to do everything on the hope and the whim that this is actually going to come down at the exact way yeah right good luck that connor mcdavid is going to score seven goals in a game or something stupid like that (laughs) like that's who's gonna win the first face off (laughs) yeah Oh God! Um, I listened to this radio show back in Illinois where I grew up because it's how I keep in in tune with my University of Illinois sports. And one of the one of the hosts of this radio show, he loves the no run first inning bet. Ever like he gets and he gets the rest of the the guys on the show to participate in the no run first inning bet for a, for a random baseball game, and they always lose. Like they always always and it's hilarious so um we are going to talk we're going to talk playoffs in the second half of the show we also got to talk you know inevitably at the end of every season dave there is um there's attrition and boy has there been some attrition in some coaching staffs at the nhl so we're going to talk about that but before we get to all of that i got to tell you about a couple things i'm excited about one i'm excited to tell you and uh, and to publicly actually you know what hold on i'm going to publicly congratulate you and and one pc tunny job well done last monday and that is for this coming monday or this past monday can't give it all to you. Like, we haven't you even recorded it yet. I mean, how do you know how bad it is? And I know it's I know it's gonna be terrific and awful all hey, at the same time. I will no. say, man, we really nailed you've seen Mandalorian this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> I'll even pat us every, on the back. Every, we got it right. <laughs> so everything we everything that you guys talked about, everything that we talked about on last week's hockey talk, yeah. yes, definitely came to fruition. Uh Though I think it's going to be funny. I don't think we're actually going to see Grand Admiral Thrawn in the flesh, maybe until like a post credits or very, very late, uh, because it's clear that they're saving that for Ahsoka. Like they, I feel like they're going to give the big reveal to to Ahsoka. I would hope they will, but, but I mean, we already know who it is and what he looks like, and so it's like, well, the reveal is one thing, but we know he's there. No, uh, no, no, we know. Yeah, we know, but we're not the same audience as the people that they're saving up for. So. No, I don't know. On on some level, it is kind of a fan servicey novel EU bit, right? Because Grand Admiral Thrawn is much beloved in the heir to the Empire, which 
dude, just take a hammer to everybody's head in that Ahsoka preview, dropping the title of the book. But yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're not being subtle as far as teasing certain things. That's that's for sure. But no, not at yeah, all. dude. When the when the Praetorian guards showed, I mean, whatever you care about, you know, right. It's opinions. everything that I don't like about what this story, like what they're doing in the sense that if this happened before the sequel trilogy, I probably have different feelings about the sequel. When they're trying, and I probably have, and I have different opinions about this storyline. And they're trying, you know that, right? they're trying to change your feelings about the sequel trilogy by retconning it. But they're not like, you know. they're, they're not, I mean, but the, like, like part of the coolest, I, I part, will accept it. Part of the coolest part of Last Jedi, you know, opinions on that notwithstanding, were the Praetorian guards, and they're even more badass yeah. here. So, I mean, yes. that's like wow. The yeah, the, the the thing for me is is it doesn't still take away from a lot of the bad storytelling that takes place in that sequel trilogy. Like, regardless of retconning the plot to make it make sense, um, that's a bad story. That's why they're having to retcon it, and so to retcon it to make it okay doesn't make it okay it makes it sad that's that at least and that's my opinion i'm sticking to a pc tony i know you disagree with me that's fine uh i did i also uh in in the last time since we've chatted uh took the little o'dowd we saw the mario movie the super mario brothers movie uh yeah, have heard, you seen it yet i have not my son saw it he said he said it was good and he'd watch it again with me he's like it's not a masterpiece or anything like that but um, no it's children children will love it because it's 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 nothing special. It's it's fun. It's fan servicey. The the little blue ghosty thing from the preview, the, the trailer that everybody loves. That's my favorite. That, that character was the best part of of the movie for me as an adult because it's like this complete counter to like everything else that's going on. Like they're telling this Mar- Mario story. There's not a lot of complexity to get in the way of of the the story itself like it's very linear there's no real challenges like things just sort of resolve themselves and happen but it looks cool it looks fun little o'dowd enjoyed it he's he's now hitting that age where he is a little more critical of story and so he he wasn't he didn't rave about it kind of the way i thought he would but he liked it he liked it and he loves the uh the famous bowser peaches song that is making its rounds it's pretty funny. And then, like I said, for me, it's really all about that little blue, blue ghost thing. And every time that character speaks, it's awesome. Like, it really is. Like, it's awesome. It's a true highlight to, to the whole thing. So it'll be uh, one I'll catch on the on the backside, I'm sure. It's it's a three quarters of a thumbs up for me. I can't go full thumbs up because it's, you know, it's OK, but it's not great. But it, it, was, it was still it was, I it was feel fine. Like a waste of my money. It was fine. No, I'd say it's better than fine. Like it's better than fine. It's just um, you can tell who they were going for, and I think that that audience will. Yeah, I I want to check it out. It's just there's there's a you know a lot on my. I mean, I'm about ready to start The Last of Us. I'm like, all right, I got I got a month to get through all this before Max changes again and does whatever the hell they're gonna do. So I, I well, want to check that out. Well, I looked that up though. I looked that up. You're if you have an HBO Max subscription. You will have a max subscription. Okay. Uh, I still I need know. to get through I, it. <laughs> I read. I read the details. I read some details on it because that was my big concern. Is like, I have this subscription that I pay for. Do I still get the subscription that I pay for? And allegedly, the answer is yes. Except now I get Chip and Joanna Gaines 
whoop-de-doo. We'll see. Uh, we will see. Huh? Yes. I'm, I'm so excited for the But Who cares? There's your hockey or there's your bandwagon nerds uh, recap from Patrick O'Dowd. We got to get into the NHL, though. And the season has ended for many, many teams, both of our teams included. And with teams falling out of playoff contention, including our Caps and Blues, and in one team that brings you no shortage of joy, the Pens eliminated for play. And they choked it away, too. It's like they, it was in front of them. And they blew it. The Caps opened the door for them, and they blew it. But, you know, this is now the time where the teams that don't make the playoffs, the coaching shakeups begin. And you name a team and something. Somebody lost their job. Blue Jackets fired Larson. Um, Your Caps, and I know you're going to talk about it, fired your guy. Uh, The Eakins was fired as the Ducks coach. The Blues fired two assistants. They didn't fire Craig Berube, but they did, which surprised me. Um, and the only reason I don't, I, I didn't say Laviolette, because I can't pronounce it. That's good. Um, That's all right. And and we'll 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 go to that and we'll go to them in a minute. But I feel like we should start with you doing a little Schadenfreude dance, because the Penguins, after they got axed fired their president gm hextall and there's question as to whether there will be a head coaching vacancy mike sullivan hasn't been fired yet however if you're firing brian burke team president you're firing general manager ron hextall and assistant gm sorry and the assistant gm chris Pryor. You got you're you're firing your coach. Like there's no way the coach survives that. Yeah, I mean, first off, yes, I'm thrilled that the Penguins did not make the playoffs. Ending it was interesting. The three teams with the longest playoff run all didn't make it. Penguins at 16 years, phenomenal run. I hate them all you want, and I do, but it's a tremendous run for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, Crosby. And he was there hurt for quite a bit of, well, at least a right. couple years of that. But yeah, 16 years gone. The Caps, eight years gone. Predators, eight years gone. So all three of the longest runs in the, in the I think like Toronto's got the longest streak now. And we all know about them in streaks. But hey, they're, they're yeah, great at I losing think, the first round. Exactly. We're going to talk about that. Um, I think, yeah, if you're the Penguins, you're looking at this thing. It was great while it lasted, you know, but they haven't done really much of anything since 2017. Since that goal that the Caps scored that sunk them in overtime, the Penguins have not really done a whole lot. And we know we live in sports as a what have you done for me lately mentality. And Sullivan has not done much for the Penguins lately. If you're cleaning house from a managerial standpoint, you got to figure that's going to trickle down. And I, I would not right. be surprised at all to see Sullivan's been a tremendous coach. I mean, you know, you look at until Tampa did it a couple of years ago, nobody had repeated since like 98 or something like that. So Sullivan has done a tremendous job with the Penguins. But yeah, you look at like you're saying the door was wide open after the Caps beat the Islanders, man, the door was wide open. And when you shit the bet against a team like the Chicago Blackhawks. There's some right. problems a team there. With absolutely nothing to play. For. And you get run absolutely. out of the building. They are- 
they are playing they they are playing young guys to get experience, just like the Blues were this season. Like you're just playing young guys to get experience and to lose that game. Yeah, you you put the final nail in your own coffin by losing that game and missing the playoffs. All right. Yep. Let's get to let's let's get to something you've been you you've sort of been waiting for. Uh, as as your uh, your beloved Caps fail to make the playoffs, and as you as you noted, because I can't pronounce Laviolette's name, you just did. He will not return. I know I was playing it perfect. Um, he will not return as the Capitals' coach next season. I always love it when they agree to mutually part ways, as if Laviolette wanted out. Like, yeah, I kind of don't want to coach anymore. He he just knew. Like they were going to re, they were going his contract expires on June thirtieth. Just got to let it go, and that's that. And he's been the coach three years. How long has he been your coach? Three years, and three they, years. they've done nothing in in three years. I, and right. and that's yeah. I mean, when you're when you're, I mean, when you're a team like a franchise like the Capitals, who choke artists that they are, still one of the more storied franchises lately the last i don't know it's about the same amount of time the pens have because of ovechkin and everything that's going to go on with that team the next couple years whether they suck or resurgent or somewhere in between the crucible is going to be shined on them because ovechkin chasing that goal record so whoever's there that's that's a high profile position um i you know the caps this year yeah, they had a lot of injuries, but that's no excuse. A lot of other teams deal with that. And when you look at what LaViolette has done in the playoffs, which is nothing, you know, you you choked against, uh, you know, they had Florida dead to rights last year in a, in a series they shouldn't have been in. And coaching, in some respects, let them down there. They didn't make the playoffs this year. I forget who they flamed out. Against. Oh, the Bruins. Yeah, the year before that, before the Bruins were the juggernaut that they are now. And they had that series in the palm of their hand, and they blew it. So this is a this is a franchise that has not won a series since they won the cup. And you know, Todd Reardon bore the the brunt of that for the first couple of years when he couldn't break through. Laviolette can't break through. You can't be a team the profile of the Capitals not not winning in the playoffs is one thing. Not even making the playoffs. I mean, you just under him, it's just a steady decline in performance. And so, yeah, I'm glad to see him go. I just don't think, I, I don't think he was able to get the most out of that team. I think that you know he need they need to be younger. I think they need to just fire sale this thing and rebuild. Um, and if you're going to do that, you don't need a coach like Laviolette. You need a young guy, fresh perspective. I don't know who it's going to be, but um, you know, there's people out there. So yeah, I I was really when they were talking about an extension a few weeks ago, I was just like rolling my eyes, like why. He has done nothing to earn an extension. I'm thrilled to see him go. I mean, between him getting fired and the commanders getting sold, like I told you yesterday, it's been a good day. And you know, on the sports front, it was a it was a busy it was a busy day. A lot of news, a lot of change. Hopefully for the better for for your teams. Let's talk about my team a little bit uh, in what I'm describing as Craig Berube's last stand. As the St. Louis Blues didn't fire. Ruby, uh, but they did fire uh, Craig McTavish and Mike Van Ryan, who were assistant coaches for for Baruby. They did keep Steve Ott and goaltending coach David Alexander, as well as their video coach Daryl Seward and video coordinator Alec Mondo. But 
you know, today as we record this, Doug Armstrong is doing a press conference in St. Louis to talk about the coaching changes and some other organizational topics. This just feels like, okay, the Blues were a disappointment for the second straight year. They were more of a disappointment this year than they were last year because at least last year, you know, the previous season they limped into the playoffs, got bounced really quick. This year, don't make the playoffs at all. Never looked in sync as a team all season. Doug Armstrong fire sales the squad after the All Star break. You know, after the All Star break, and the writing was just on the wall all the way. Craig Ruby's going to get two new coaches, and he'll get a chance to turn it around with a lot of youth. Blues have three first round draft picks in this year's draft. Plus. Even though their odds are extraordinarily low, they're part of that lottery. They're not going to get it. Three point five percent. I'm looking at it right now. They didn't, right. and they didn't. So help you're the, saying there's a chance they didn't help them. I mean, they actually played fairly well down. What are they? Well, right. four, yeah, five, and one down tank. the stretch. Yeah, they not like the Caps were two, six, and two down the stretch. Buffalo did nothing to help themselves. Seven, two, well, and one down the stretch. And this, and this is what I talked about with the Blues. They, they brought up some of their younger guys to get experience. And so you keep bringing kids up from Springfield. They're playing. They're trying to prove something. They didn't quit on effort. They just, the season was done. Like for what they didn't have, they don't have the talent. They need to develop. And so this draft, they don't. And here's the thing is because of, because they have three first round picks. Yeah. It'd be nice to see that 3.5% chance pay off, but I'm sorry. Three picks in the first round. That's I don't good... mean to interrupt you. I'm just looking at this. Anaheim with a 13-game losing streak to end the season. Holy shit. Yeah, I, they, they were. I'm well, surprised. They Eakins, fired a coach, too. I'm surprised Eakins made fired. it to the end of the year. I really thought they would. But, I mean, I guess at some point you're like, what the hell does it matter now? You know, let's just. Yeah, you're, you're kind of, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. You, you see it and you're just. You know, oh, this, it is kind of what it is. This thing has a sim lottery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sim this, Pat. Let's see if the Blues win. We will not. No. Three point five percent. Anaheim won this sim. Let's see. Yeah, this, it should. It should. I'm trying to like, see. That's. I'm trying to do it at first time. To... Like Anaheim does it. There you go. There's one where Arizona actually wins. Vancouver gets two. Anaheim right. gets three. There's no chance the Caps are winning. The Caps have a six percent chance. They didn't help themselves much either. You know, it's funny. You never know. No. You never know. I mean, that's you have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance, Dave. Saying there's a chance. Oh, but here's, here's a know, fun one, Pat. This one I just ran. Philadelphia with a 6.5% chance wins the lottery. The Caps get number two. <laughs> Anaheim drops to three. Yeah, that uh, ain't happening. That's um, that's not happening. But, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun to, to speculate that. But you mentioned it. Eakins was fired as the Ducks coach. He's, he's not coming back. Um, Larson fired from the blue jackets no replacement name there's a team that really i i mean if there's a major disappointment this year columbus got didn't they get they got johnny hockey and they just didn't do anything this year and i right i mean brad larson was he was only he was he, he was only coached for two seasons he did nothing like he was terrible both seasons so it's I actually appreciate this statement from the general manager in regards to Larson. Here, here's what Larson said, quote, this season has been extremely disappointing and the responsibility of that lies with all of us. Though Jarbo is keeping his job. 
these decisions were difficult and not made likely given our respect for both Brad and Manny as they also fired their goalie coach, Manny Glagasi. Um, it's just, it's funny. Like the, all of the, I always love the, like, thank you for your service. No, you sucked ass. We we're actually, we're firing you because your service was not good. Just, just call it what it is, man. Hey, At least he was like, we were terrible. The next time I hit the sim lottery, the blues won. I'm just messing around with it. The blues. There it is. St. Louis, Columbus, and you heard it here first, everybody. There you go. So we'll find we'll find out in early May what actually happens. That's It'll right. be a good it time. It won't be that. So it won't be that. The blues who, who cares where the blues? I'm actually you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Again, three first round picks. You gotta think at least one of those is gonna hit. Like you gotta oh, yeah. think at least one of those is gonna I hit. I mean, everybody talks about well, Connor Bedard and the sweepstakes for that, and that's fine and great, but there's some other really good players coming out in this draft, you know. I and uh Right. Anybody from Quinnipiac? Are they coming out? Or I mean, there's, there's. I haven't seen anything yet. That that was a hell of a game, though. By the way, that uh, that Frozen you. Four final. Yeah. Did you did you did I tell you about it or you did, did you did, you did and I, I had actually caught like the uh, like the replay of it and just a yeah I mean scoring late like they did to tie and then what twelve 50 sec- seconds to go yeah and then twelve seconds or ten seconds into regulation they just get yeah this- I just. Or overtime. overtime, yeah. Right. Wow. Ten seconds into overtime, and you just the stunned look on the the Minnesota Golden Gopher team was out. It was outstanding, and you, and you know that that equalizer had a lot to do with that, right? Yeah. Like that's because that's that's a gut punch. Like you're you're holding them off. You're fifty seconds away from hoisting a national championship trophy, and then it's just gone. And that's the beauty of like. For all of its faults as a movie, by the way, Mighty Ducks 3 has one of the best, like, kind of actual points about how great and terrible hockey is. As this, the, the Ducks go into this game, they're crushing their opponent. They're up like 12 to nothing, and they end up losing the game in the third period because they, they kind of take their foot off the gas and the other playing and they keep scoring. And at the end, the coach comes walking in and he's like, how long does it take to score a goal? And he whips a puck across the locker room and he goes less than a second. And that's the beauty of hockey is that unlike so many other games, hockey can turn so quickly on the power of one goal. And it shell shocked Minnesota and Quinnipiac pounced, won the face off. Guy didn't hesitate, broke away, got behind Minnesota's D goal game. And just like that, your season's over. Great pass. I mean, just a great pass. That it they, was. I mean, everything was perfect about that 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 uh, that finale. So, all right. Well, let's get to talking uh, after the commercial break about some other what we hope will be perfect hockey in the coming weeks as we're going to get into our playoff talk. Uh, before we get to our recorded commercials, though, it is my duty to remind you that if you love Dave and I's work here talking hockey on the Chairshot Radio Network and thechairshot.com, and you love the Chairshot Radio Network and the Chairshot.com, where we bring you sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment, then support us the best way you can, which, going to be honest, is financially, by heading over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Chairshot and investing in one of our mini Chairshot shirts. We have all kinds of designs available. Dave, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. I think it's time to, to lobby for a hockey talk shirt. I agree. That nobody will buy. Yeah. Like, I don't care if nobody buys it. I just... I think no. we should have the shirt. Well, that's true. Yeah, no one, no one will buy it, but we should have one. 
Well, I'll buy one. I'll, I'll buy one. I, I do. <laughs> I do buy a shirt. You support for the cause, and you yes. can too. I do. I spent the nineteen ninety nine to reinvest in myself, and I would love for you all to invest in Dave and I by heading over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and getting a shirt. Spend nineteen ninety nine for a standard style shirt, but if you want something that feels a little nicer on your giblets, feel a little fancy, get it style style for a few dollars more. We love doing this content. We love our banter. And you all are the all, the ones who can help us continue to do that. Again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. As Christopher Platt would say, please and thank you. Thank you and please. When we come back, Dave and I are going to give our thoughts on the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You are listening to Hockey Talk on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chair Shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Now and forever, the only tune that I want to hear for NHL playoff hockey. Still can't unhear yeah, it. Exactly. It, it 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 just resonates. It's playoff time, baby. Time to get going. Time, baby. And you know the field was set by what? I think like Thursday. Uh, I, I do uh, Thursday. No, maybe- they had, they had to wait till Friday for the uh, yesterday for the uh, Avalanche and the um, Predator, oh, yeah, Predators the, game like- to determine who was the number one seed. Yeah. Which, by the way, LOL, Nashville. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rockies winning the the, the, uh, the Avalanche, not the Rockies. The Rockies are a baseball team in Colorado. The Avalanche are the hockey team in Colorado. The Rockies winning... used to be a hockey team in Colorado. Right. And let's, let's hear for those Avalanches, just as we called it, winning their division. Without a doubt. Exactly. Yeah, never a exactly. doubt. Never, never any doubt about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, so let's so let's take a look here at our 16 team playoff bracket. Excited. These games are going to be on ESPN, ESPN2, TBS and TNT. And um I don't know. We uh let's just we'll, we'll go right through the conferences. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. We'll start with the biggest fish, the record-setting team, the Boston Bruins taking on Florida Panthers in the, I mean, the overall, you know, team that just dominated everyone, particularly at home throughout the season, taking on Florida, who has been playing pretty well as of late. But, you know, I, I told you about this. I got DraftKings up 
looking at their sports book. Current odds today, as of the 15th, first game is Monday, so it will have happened yesterday as you're listening to this. The Bruins, for the series, are at minus 320. They are significant favorites over the Florida Panthers. And it's hard to deny that even if history would tell you to caution on that because history has shown that just because you're the best team in the regular season and you win the overall, you know, overall record, it doesn't always translate to, to Stanley Cup success. Here's the thing. Boston really never had a lull this season. Like even in their, you know, their quest to, to do all this, never had a lull. So, you know, I think, I, I think like it's very hard to sweep a series. I don't think Boston's going to sweep Florida. I think they're going to be up two nothing by the time they head back to Florida. Uh, and I think the Bruins win in five. That's that, that's just me off the top of my head. Yeah. I got the same thing. I, I think, you know, like you said, Florida played really well down the stretch, which is the only reason I am not picking a Bruins sweep. You talk about teams that have flamed out with president's trophy winners who flamed out the 2010 capitals come to mind, you know, blowing a three, one series lead and losing to an eight seed. Nothing is going to be worse than that. But you know, more recent, I look at like the team that set the points record or at least came close to it a couple of years ago, the, uh, the lightning in 2018 to 2019, you know, and they got swept by Columbus in that first round. See, I don't see Boston's a different animal entirely. You know, you've got a very experienced team with guys, the guys that they got from the caps, Orloff and Hathaway, Stanley cup champions. Um, what per- Bergeron had 60 goals this year or no Pasternak. At 60 goals this year. Yeah, pass, pass a 60 out, yeah. goal scorer is, is you know, only other guys who do that are some dude named McDavid, who I'm sure we're going to talk about in a little bit. But he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. Boston has no discernible weak spots. Their goaltending is top notch. Their defense is smothering. They've got four lines they can roll at you. Everybody's got mounds and mounds and mounds of playoff experience. And then they've got young guys that they can slot in here and do this. They're not going to be prone to the letdown. I mean, Tampa Bay, just I think they assumed that they were just going to steamroll over Columbus. And when things started to get rough, they didn't know how to react to that. Boston has shown tremendous resiliency for years. I mean, yeah, they can't. They haven't been able to break through. That's not going to happen this year. Florida's going to get run over. I think you're right. Florida might steal a game. Maybe. I'll say Boston in five as well. But yeah, I don't see anybody. At least not right now. We'll see how it goes, but I don't give Florida much of a chance in this. That's fair. That's fair. I and I, I yes, I know. I said the same thing about Florida and Washington last year, and we saw that almost turned out. So we'll see. Right. So Boston will play the winner of Toronto and Tampa Bay. I was surprised to see, and I know that this is just DraftKings airing on the side of the home team. They've got Toronto at minus 150, so not a strong favorite to win this series. Tampa Bay at plus 130 to take it. I'm taking I'm taking the Lightning in this series. I don't trust tar- Toronto. You can't trust Toronto. Toronto, I'm still salty over our first season of Hockey Doc when I picked them to win the Cup and they lost. Tampa Bay just they're going to do it like Toronto. And this is, I don't know if this is more about Toronto or Tampa Bay, just being a team that's a perennial, you know, second to third round of the Stanley cup playoffs team anyway, but uh, Tampa Bay 
I'll go. I'm going to say Tampa Bay at six over Toronto to advance and take on the Bruins. Toronto is, you know, until they prove it, I think I'm in the same boat as you. That that you know that they're going to come in. They're going to come tantalizingly close to winning this thing, and something will go wrong, and they will lose because that's just Toronto. I think it goes seven. I'll take. I'll, I think it's going to be like last year. I think it'll be a, another incredibly tight series. I think Toronto will have numerous chances to win. I know Tampa Bay is getting older. You know they've played a lot of hockey the last several years. I just think their experience and their their knowledge of how to navigate uh, through this and and I you know Tampa Bay is very good at playing on the insecurities of this Toronto team franchise and fan base. And I think they, they have, how many times have they eliminated Toronto it's from the been like the last couple of years? I think, you know, I, I think it's and, been pretty rough. And Toronto is just, they, they like it or not, they're choke artists. And, and I see similar stuff having, I think, I think Toronto's better equipped this year. Yes. To get over that, but they had a golden chance last year and they couldn't do it. And I just don't see that big of a difference between the teams this year that it's going to make a difference. I think you know Toronto's got to jump up. They got to go back to Tampa up two nothing. They drop one at home, it's all over. But if they can go to Tampa Absolutely. up two to nothing, then okay, you know now you got a shot definitely. But they can't lose in Toronto. Absolutely not. All right, bottom half of the bracket: Carolina taking on the New York Islanders. Both teams played pretty good hockey towards the end of the season. Carolina was was threatening um, to to at least make it look somewhat interesting on Boston before Boston said no. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm looking at this. I'm not as familiar with either of these teams, so I think I'm going to go chalk on this one. I'm going to pick Carolina to win. I feel like they've been uh, a stronger team all season, and I think it's going to pay off. I guess my big question is, uh, Carolina is another one of those teams, the Hurricanes, that hasn't quite got over the hump. And can they get over the hump this year? Or or do they I, I'm gonna say this one, um, you know, New York Islanders, they're the they're the wild card ones. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say this is the one that goes seven, but the Carolina gets it done on home ice, game seven. I mean, Carolina's one good thing is that they probably won't have to face the Tampa Bay lightning the way that the bracket is set up. And that's been their kryptonite has been Tampa Bay. Um, I, I think, I think, I don't think this series will be as close as a lot of people think. I think Carolina is too good. Um, the Islanders did a lot to unimpress me down the stretch. That game against Washington really exposed just when they're not completely focused, they're easy to take advantage of. Carolina, I think, was um, you know they did enough to get the to win the Metropolitan Division and hold off the uh, the Devils and the Rangers down the stretch. But I just I think I like Carolina's depth. I like uh, I like that they've got a little bit more experience. They are uh, they're certainly a hungry franchise. I just I'm going to pick Carolina in five. I don't think this is going to be that close of a series, but um, uh, that's just me. And, yeah, DraftKings odd has, odds has them at minus two hundred five, Islanders plus one sixty five. So they have it a little bit closer, but not not a what I would argue is a game seven sort of tie. Like they 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 see a little bit more balance there. Uh, did I think I forgot to did I mention the the Maple Leaf Lightning odds because those that's basically a toss up minus one fifty for Toronto plus one thirty for Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's pretty close. I mean that's. That I I mean that's going to be a tremendous series. I think the one we're about to talk about is going to be better. 
Yeah, I think this one goes seven. This is the Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. Again, the Rangers made a ton of moves at the trade deadline and prior to the trade deadline to get them some scoring in particular. You know, adding Tarasenko, adding Patrick Kane, uh, with you know, to get a veteran presence, guys that have hoisted Stanley Cups. They really made a lot of moves. It didn't immediately pay off for the Rangers either. Like they came in and like Tarasenko scored like in this first game. I think Patrick Kane scored shortly after joining the squad, but they didn't really equate to a ton of wins. Like they didn't, you know, they they played well and, and obviously made the playoffs, won their division, but uh, but the, they they weren't as impressive as I think people thought, or, or I think the front office kind of hoped in sort of picking those up, and, and New Jersey has been a tough, scrappy team. Uh, DraftKings likes the Devils over the Rangers, it's, but it's again, it's even tighter. The odds are even tighter than the Toronto-Tampa Bay one. It's uh, minus 120 for the for the Devils, plus 100 for the Rangers to win that series. Did I think the Rangers did enough to get to the second round. I think this is another seven-game series. I think those additions are going to at least pay off and get them to the second round. I mean, remember, this was a Stanley Cup finals caliber team last year that just couldn't score. They just couldn't get And it. they added scoring. And they blew it against Tampa. Flat out blew right. it. Now, now, do they have enough offense? Did they add enough offense? That remains to be seen, but they definitely have enough offense to get to the second round. And so Rangers in seven for me over the New Jersey Devils. I got the same thing. I got the Rangers in seven. And this, I think this boring podcasting. David are like, <laughs> we just agree. Well, in some places, I think, you know, I've got Carolina ousting the Islanders a little bit quicker than you. But I, I I think look, the Rangers, they might be the one team that can give Boston trouble if Shesterkin can play up to caliber. He's the goalie who's that, you know, we've seen it. You need a hot goalie to beat a team like the Boston Bruins. He's the kind of guy he hasn't had the year that he had last year, but he's the kind of guy who can be a difference maker in the playoffs. I don't think, I mean, the devils have massively overachieved. If it's as complete, if it's just an offensive series, New Jersey wins because they've got better scoring than the Rangers, even with the additions. It's not going to be that way. It's playoff hockey. The Rangers have that experience from last year. That's going to come in very handy. New Jersey, you know, they're going to play like a team that we don't know we're not supposed to be here. And that's great for about three, four games. But I think once it gets down to crunch time, the Rangers will be able to draw on their experience. I like their goaltending better. New York in seven. Excellent. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. All right, let's head over to the Western Conference. And uh, I'm going to do this just based on, let's look at the breakdown here on the bracket up at the very top. Surprisingly, Las Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Winnipeg Jets, DraftKings, let's see where are you down here at the bottom. They've got this one as a pretty close toss-up, though they do have Vegas favored at minus 170, the Jets at plus 140. This is another team in the Jets that I'm not as familiar with as I am some of the other ones. Vegas with a nice bounce-back season. Um, I don't know. I think I'm, gonna, I think I'm just going to go stateside because I don't believe in Canada. On this one, <laughs> I, fuck you, Canada. Yeah, going to Vegas, Vegas, baby. And we'll say, but we'll say it goes six, Vegas and six. That's Patrick O'Dowd's know nothing about Vegas or Winnipeg prediction. 
Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, this is a boring con podcast because I'm taking Vegas in six as well. Um, I think, you know, Winnipeg's got the goaltending, Hallerbuck, if he plays well, to keep them in this thing. And, and, and Winnipeg, the one thing I'll say about them is they have been in playoff mode for a while now because that wild card uh, race came right down to the wire with them as well. So, and they played well down the stretch, six and four down the stretch. So they've been in this kind of mode for a while. And Vegas has been, I wouldn't say cruise control, but they, you know, it, it hasn't been quite the, the sort of, um, you know, the sort of rush down there that, that to the playoffs that the other teams have had, but you know, Vegas played, I mean, you're talking a team six, one and three down the last 10. So they didn't slack off at all. I just think, you know, Vegas, you know, you're not going to have the goaltending issues with, you know, who's going to start. Is it Leonard? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? We know who Vegas goalie is. Um, they just, they've been solid all year. I think Winnipeg pushes him because Vegas tends to underachieve in the playoffs, except for that first year. And I think Winnipeg will challenge him, but I like Vegas in six as well. Okay, let's move on to the most dynamic player in hockey, shall we? Let's talk Edmonton. Let's talk L.A. Ooh. Oh, but what? No, I'm just saying this, this, this is going to be a series. That's for it sure. is going to be a series. It's going to be a series where I pick Connor McDavid to advance on the Kings. There, you know, it's funny you say it's going to be a series. Uh, our our odds makers disagree with you. They got Edmonton minus two fifty uh, on the Kings. So why do you why do you why do you disagree with the DraftKings? Uh, with is is this is this another blame Canada situation? Because no, I just think you look at look at last year. Both teams played last yeah. year. It went seven games, a tremendous series. Both teams got better this year. They didn't, yeah. they, neither one of them took a step back. Yes, I know Edmonton has been white hot down the stretch, 9 0 and 1 down the stretch, uh, just to get in the door. The Kings, 5 and 5. I just, I think the Kings are the type of team that causes problems for a team like the Oilers because they know how to play good defense, they've gotten better. I think it goes seven again. I think it's Edmonton and seven again in an even better series than last year. But I just feel like the Kings learned so much in that series and they barely lost a year ago. And I know Edmonton's better. I think the Kings are better too. Who, who supports, who does, who does Edmonton need to step up other than Connor McDavid? Cause you know, McDavid, Connor McDavid is going to get his, the dude won the art Ross and the Rocket Richard trophies, that dude is going to get his. Who are you eyeballing for Edmonton as the one who's got to step up in this series for them to justify their their heavy favorite status? I mean, Dreisaitl's the guy who you look at and say, he's got to be, he's, he's, they're the dynamic duo, McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's like this generation's Gretzky and Messier. Not on that level yet. But I think, you know, Dreisaitl... Uh, he was hit and miss last year, if I recall. I'm trying to remember. Yep. Um, I think if he's consistent and McDavid is consistent, then and they get good goaltending, then I think Edmonton. Yeah, you see this happen in 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 five or six games. The dogs don't agree with any of this stuff, but um, you know they're big Connor McDavid fans. They they are exactly. But I I think I think yeah, you got to look at Drysaddle to kind of step up a little bit and and deliver on a different level. And if they do that, then yeah, Edmonton is um. 
yeah, Edmonton could put this thing away early. But I, I just I like the, what the Kings have done all year, and I think they're just kind of they're a little underrated in my opinion. And obviously, the odds makers agree because they've got them way down. Well, the odds makers also have the next teams um, pretty strongly uh, apart as well on the bracket as we head to uh, Colorado, where the Colorado and the Kraken are taking each other on the Avalanche. This is the heaviest of favorites in the Western conferences. They Colorado Avalanche are minus 260, the Kraken at plus 210. This is the Kraken's first appearance in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm picking Colorado pretty strongly. Again, I think it's hard to sweep in a playoff series, but I think Colorado is going to win in five, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because they're healthy. Colorado, you saw how different of a team they became as they started to get players back. Because we back at the beginning of the season, we were talking about the the Central. And we were talking about underperforming teams. We kept being like, what's wrong with the Avalanche? What's wrong with the Avalanche? And then as, it kept, as the season kept progressing, we're like, ah, oh, they're getting a little better. They're playing a little stronger. They're making their way in. Lo and behold, their team is back and healthy. They, they end up atop the Central at the end of the season. Now, they got some help, but they ended up atop the Central at the end of the season and they're playing great right now. And so I think it's, I think they, I think they beat Seattle. I think it's Seattle's a nice story, but I don't see Seattle getting out of the first round this year. Uh, NHL parody, notwithstanding. So I say Colorado and five. I, I, I think, I think Seattle pushes them to six. I think youthful exuberance gets Seattle a lot farther than they should. Um, Grubauer is the kind of goalie who can get hot. I've seen him do it. Uh, Seattle, it's they're similar. You know, they're kind of like New Jersey. We don't know we're not supposed to be here. It's a very dangerous type of opponent. But like you're saying, Colorado has played fantastically down the stretch. You know, eight one and one down the stretch. So I, I don't, I don't see Seattle really threatening. You know, they'll get a couple of wins. They'll they'll win in Climate Pledge Arena, and you know that crowd is going to be white hot for that game. It's going to be fun to watch. And and congratulations to Seattle on a great year. You know, they're the Sacramento Kings of, uh, of hockey right now, the feel-good story. But Colorado, too good, too healthy. Um, if their goaltending holds up even remotely, it's not going to be much of a series in the end. No, I, I don't think so either. All right, let's get to our last matchup of the playoffs. Dallas, Minnesota. Dallas is hosting DraftKings basically has this one as a toss-up as well. Dallas minus 140, Minnesota plus 120. I I like the Wild here. I look at you, raise your eyebrows. Is this because you're agreeing with me? Or did we – I was like, are, are you going we finally with got We got one where we're going to disagree. Um, I, I, I don't have any faith in Dallas. I think Dallas is okay. I don't think they're as good as their record shows. I will tell you why Dallas is winning this series, and I'm going to take him in six, okay. no less. Ottinger is oh. a difference maker. He's probably, this year, I look at what he does, and and as far as all the goalies, you know, Shesterkin is one thing. Ottinger's the guy who can really, I watched him last year, or whenever it was, a couple years ago. Um, I, I really think he might be the best goalie in the entirety of the NHL playoffs right now. He's the kind of guy who can just shut down an opposition and I've watched him do it too many times 
Dallas has, yeah, I agree with you. They've got some holes. In this some is places. almost this is almost note for note what you said about Shesterkin last year. By the way, it is, it is uh, when we were talking about the play. It is, and Ottinger is my guy this year. I, I've watched him play enough this year to say, you know, if he's on, I don't think Minnesota can match it. Match it. I just don't. I'm gonna. That's why I'm picking Dallas in six. It's going to be a really good series. I think it could be. This is one that easily could go seven or it could flip in Minnesota in six. But I, you know, I tend to just go with goaltending in the playoffs because we've seen that so many times that if all sure. the, everything balances out equal, who's the better goaltender? I like Ottinger in this one. I don't know. Is Flurry going to play for Minnesota or somebody's going to play for Minnesota? I don't know who, but I, I, I like Dallas better in this one. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. Dave and I's first-round picks. We'll get to see how well we're doing come next week when we record, which is always a fun humility for both of us is we're almost inevitably completely wrong. Yes. We're the best, worst sports prognosticators out there. And you get that on thechairshot.com. For free, no less. That's right. We're the Bart Simpsons, at least you tried cake, uh, of, of sports entertainment. Inter- Sports prognosticating, something like that. I'm making things up. It's not going well. Um, all right, Dave, we're about to head out of here. I did want to tell you about one other thing I'm really excited about, dude. I'm going to tell you about a book. This is completely nothing to do with hockey, the baseball thing. I just got this book from my local library that I cannot wait to read. And as somebody who I know you watched baseball in the 80s and 90s and, and football, I just got this book. It's called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. I am very, it's written by the same guy, Jeff Perlman, who wrote the book Showtime about the Lakers uh, and now is, is writing this book about Bo Jackson. I can't wait to read this book because there was a time, kids, in the late 80s and early 90s where Bo Jackson was the greatest athlete on the planet according to most children slash teenagers of that time period. Forget Michael Jordan. You know, Deion Sanders would come along later and and kind of do the same thing. Honestly, not as good as Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was like this special, and he really was kind of this legendary mythic figure. I can't wait to read this book and tell you all about it, man, because I think it's going to be a good one. Um, Bo knows everything. Bo knew football. Bo knows baseball. He was, yeah, the first truly... A remarkable two sport athlete, and he was so great at both sports. Like, not exactly a hit for average kind of guy, but man, he had power, and he he could throw a baseball, and as well as anybody. Like he he had like a Roberto Clemente level arm uh, out there in left field for the Kansas City Royals. It's crazy to me. But uh, anyway, one other thing that I was excited about today, Dave. We're going to head out of here now. Tell everybody where they can find you out there on the socials and on the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find me on the Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G and Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network. Monday talking nerdy stuff most weeks though a little bit of a hiatus for patrick o'dowd so i missed you all this week and i'll miss you all next week too because i'm I'm not gonna be here but uh i will be back then again of course tuesday to talk hockey with dave we're getting close to musical chair season which is always fun too before uh before um you know that's that circle of life that, that we run with 
what used to be Chair Shot Radio. And then on Wednesdays, I'm talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk, though. A lot of exciting playoff matchups out there. Come join us next week when we find out how smart or dumb we really are. This has been Hockey Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.